It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. From The Athletic, our friend Sam Amick. What's happening, Sam? What's going on, guys? Good afternoon. It's good to have you on the show, as usual. Good afternoon to you, to you as well. Uh, I understand you have some exciting, uh, groundbreaking material to tease on the big show today. Man, we're getting right to it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just telling Austin off air that uh, I feel like there's a subconscious, uh, and this is a good thing, but I, like this ripple effect of our weekly chats on the station here is I, I've, you know, I, over the time, over the last couple of years, I, I've become a little bit more jazz centric and this morning chatted with Joe Ingles, uh, who I know you guys talk to a lot and, and, uh, going to write about it, uh, for tomorrow morning, but circling back with Joe on, on kind of just, you know, we had spoken going into the bubble experience about his concerns and, um, you know, everything with the jazz specifically and everything with Donovan and Rudy and the backstory. And so, you know, like always, Joe's a straight shooter and, and gave a lot of really good perspective on where they're at as a team. And, you know, and so I look forward to getting into that. I guess the takeaway for me was that uh, team dynamics-wise, they seem to be in a very good place. Um, you know, he's coming off his best offensive game of the year and, you know, talked about that a bit. And, and just the, even, honestly, guys, the most interesting stuff might have been his thoughts on – because this applies to every player, is, is having to retrain the mind in that environment because he typically is the kind of person who likes to cut the basketball off the second he leaves the arena. And now, because you don't have family around you and because you're around your team all the time, you know, he was admitting that there's a little bit of them, like, you know, you obsess over every play, you think about every game way more than you're used to, and, that kind of kind of mind game, I, I thought, was really interesting. So, as always, he was a, a good conversation. Sam, did you talk with Joe at all about the desire the team has for him and for anybody who observes this team to be more aggressive, to take more shots? Because when he does, he helps the team win. And when he doesn't, he fades away a little bit. Uh, did you uh, mention that? So, I mean, I guess the answer, Gordon, would be no, and that's going to disappoint Jazz fans. We didn't get – because that was on my mind going into the, the chat. We didn't ultimately get into the nitty-gritty that much in that regard. But I, I would say that I think it you know, it ties into what he shared about where his head was at because I think what he was essentially saying is that going into the last game – what he thinks, he's like, listen, I, I can't promise that I, if I do this every time it's going to work, but what he did differently from the previous couple of games was binging on Netflix. Uh, there was a show, The World's Toughest Prisons, that he just kind of laughed. He's like, I, you know, I found it interesting, and, and, and so I watched this show for a very long time, and then he listened to a, a non-basketball podcast, 
uh, leading all the way up until his tip-off time. And, and then the point was that it just he he was closer to the normal psychological center that he might have been at at home versus what appears to have been a little bit of a kind of, you know, focusing too much uh, on his role. And, and so I don't know if that translated to aggressiveness. He looked great the other day. I mean, I gave him a hard time about that late three that kind of decided the game. He looked like a you know a little kid out there where he was trying to wheel that, that ball in from the right corner. He jumped when it was still above the backboard, which made me laugh. Um, but, but certainly that version of Joe Ingles is, is always going to be better for the Jazz. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And uh, I feel like a broken record asking you over and over and over again about Mike Conley and getting adjusted and his game. And, Sam, he's been really good so far in the bubble. I mean, we're seeing uh, kind of the buzzword. We're seeing Memphis Mike again. And Quinn Snyder talked uh, after the game yesterday and talked about how used the word comfortable and wanted him to go play his game. But your thoughts on Mike and what we're seeing uh, currently with his game? Yeah, he's looked good. I mean, comfort is big for Mike because at his best, you know, he's such a smooth player. And um, what struck me from their last game was, especially early, was he just was finishing everything. And I feel like a lot of this first season in Utah, that just wasn't the case. And, and there was a lack of sharpness to his game where, uh, and not trying to be good because I can not in a million years relate to these dudes from a competitive standpoint, but in my extremely mediocre pickup days, like I was the master of the, you know, the incredible move that gets you to the rim and then not finishing. And there was way too much of that for Mike's taste during this season. Uh, and it was weird to watch because it's not what we saw all those years in Memphis. And I had always gotten the sense that, you know, he and I had talked about, the system and the wiring and, and his own mental approach that that was challenging for him. So uh, he looked comfortable and it's crazy in general from Mike to any of these other guys. Like what I've enjoyed so far about the Orlando experience is that because there's so much value attached to every game, like these, these new narratives, um, they just emerge very quickly. And if they continue, you know, guys have a real opportunity to, to change their own narrative, to change their own story. Mike's that kind of a guy. Now it can go, you know, one way or the other. Um, you know, another positive one that I have right in front of me right now, the Phoenix Suns about to remain undefeated, um, you know, in Orlando. And that's just, that's crazy in general, but it's also the equivalent of, you know, like a 10-game winning streak based on per-game value. And um, so Mike being that guy, just like with Joe, if they got a you know, prayer at all of being – an elite title contender here without Bogdanovich, then those you know those are the guys that are going to certainly be at their best. Sam, what's your opinion on teams that uh, that go small? I mean, the Jazz have done that a lot uh, now, and that Rudy Gobert is out there kind of by himself, and then with a bunch of other guys who who leave it up to him to do the rebounding, to do the, uh, you know, the defensive duties and whatnot. Do you like that idea? I know Houston is trying to do, has done that for a while. Will that work? Um, I mean, it's right. You know, Houston has had some really good moments and it's intriguing, but it, you know, it, it's certainly, I mean, call it gimmicky, call it, um, uh, unconventional, whatever, 
descriptive, you know, phrase or label you want to put on it, it's a just an incredibly stark change from the way we're used to watching basketball. And so, like, the Rockets are getting destroyed on the boards, and they just know that going in. And then they play the numbers game, you know, when it comes to, I mean, I think in that uh, two games ago, I'm forgetting if it was Lakers, um, you know, they tied the NBA record for threes attempted in regulation, 61, I believe. And it's a formula, you know what I mean? I mean, is it going to work? Um, it's going to work against some teams, you know, and, and it's going to put a guy like Rudy, you know, in, you know I mean, that's where, to Rudy's credit, he's gotten better the last couple of years at his ability to defend on the perimeter and just not, you can't be a draft out there. You can't have the legs, you know, look wobbly and, and, and have the other squad basically just picking on him for all 48 minutes. Um, and so he's had to adjust and evolve and improve defensively than he has. But, you know, it's, it's going to work to a degree. I mean, do I think that's going to be what ultimately decides who the, who's going to win the whole thing? No, but I'm not betting against it. I mean, because the Rockets' firepower that, uh, that we're going to see again tonight when they, they play the Lakers, although I think Westbrook's not playing. But, um, you know, it, it's intriguing, and it, it leaves you open in some areas and, and also, uh, you know, better off in others. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us, your daily assist, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam, who do you like right now in that horse race for the eighth spot in the West? Man, I don't know anymore. Memphis is, uh, is, is making it super interesting because they just can't get a W. So um, I hate to admit it, I kind of love that. No offense to, you know, you have uh, some regional, uh, regionally displaced Grizzly fans in, in your area. But that's just instantly making it you know, more interesting. And if I'm gra- – I don't know. I mean, it's got to be the Blazers at this point, I think. Um, you know, we knew going in that they were this outlier of a team that had basically gotten healthy during the shutdown with Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic getting back. And next thing you know, you combine that with, you know, Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. Like, that's – this dude was leading the league and I, I believe rebounding and, and – um, right there in blocks coming in and now he's been really good off the bench you know and Carmelo Anthony is coming in at Skinny Skinny Mellow playing the three and just hitting some huge shots early on they they dropped the one game to Boston but I mean you know they're pretty close to being perfect so far so probably Portland you know I mean this is a team that got to the conference finals last year and, and I wouldn't be picking them over the Lakers if they ended up playing them in the first round but uh, it's certainly the, the type of thing that, you know, could be a six-game series. So I think Portland, I mean, San Antonio has been showing some really good fight. Um, the fun part for the fans is that really, even with some teams not playing well, like nobody's completely out of it yet. I mean, Phoenix, because they were coming back from so far, is legitimately in this thing. You know, the Kings beating the Pelicans today, essentially, you know, and not essentially, it puts them neck and neck. So um, four games to go, I believe, and uh, and I think it should be some fun drama when it comes to that race. Before all this got restarted, Sam, people were talking about the potential for injuries. Ben Simmons with the dislocated knee, what does that mean? It's terrible. I mean, I was excited that the East seemed to have some real um, just kind of a neat intrigue when it came to the best of the best, and Boston's got, you know, they, they don't have enough bigs and, and they struggle in certain areas, but I like their grid and they have great coaching and 
Jason Tatum emerging. So I was like, all right, Boston's for real. Um, yeah, everybody knows what the Bucks can do, but then Toronto, we, we slept on them all year. Um, this, I, I hate to admit this because I should have been looking this up months ago, but I was amazed when I looked at the Raptors' numbers and, and they were actually better statistically this year than they were last year with Kawhi Leonard. Um, then you get to Philly, and what Brett Brown, you know, and Elton Brand, the GM, had done with the choice to, you know, put Al Horford on the bench, Shake Milton coming into the starting lineup, and the idea being, you know, let's get the best of Ben Simmons and let's not um, put him in a position where he and Joel Embiid don't, you know, kind of complement each other all that well when, when Ben's got the ball in his hands all the time. Um, and it, I thought it was a great approach. And Shake had a, a, a huge game-winning shot the other day. and just seemed like Philly was going to go in a good direction. And Ben, I can't remember a player in recent history who is so widely criticized so often as like the narrative and the idea with Ben is that he has not come anywhere close to reaching his own ceiling, yet has already gotten himself to an all-NBA level. Like that's, that's quite an achievement to be perceived as an underachiever, but to achieve a, that kind of a level, if that makes sense. All of which is to say it just sucks that this injury happened, and it seems like he's going to be on the shelf for a while, and it certainly changes everything about you know, where Philly falls in this whole mix. And it's just a bummer because it seemed like, um, you know, the uniqueness of the shutdown and, and now having everybody in Orlando in the same spot that it was going to create a lot of uh, fun parody in the East. And, and that took a blow with this injury. Before we let you go, Sam, just a, a quick reset. We can, uh, you've got that piece with Joe Ingles that's uh, coming out tomorrow and uh, a podcast element as well. Is that correct? I think so. Um, I appreciate the plug. The, the story will just have, you know, at minimum, some perspective from Joe in a, in a league-wide notebook that I'm going to put out in the morning. Uh, and then I think we'll probably just use a fair amount of that interview on the podcast, Tampering, which is part of the Athletic NBA Show uh, Network, and, and shameless plug there, guys. I, I think it's on your radar, but we now have podcasts every day from five different shows Monday through Friday, mine just being one of them. Sweet. And it's a, it's a great follow. Uh, it, you know, with David Aldridge has got Hoops of Jason, his pod, and uh, Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson on Point of Contention and, you know, five pods in all. Um, so mine publishes on Tuesdays, Tampering, and, and Joe uh, should be on there as well. Well, we're looking forward to it, Sam. I uh, appreciate you uh, jumping on. Sorry, Gordon, did I cut you off? I was just going to ask, uh, Sam, we know you're going down there. Do you know when? Yeah, I leave August 20th. Um, it's going to be, I mean, it's, you know, I'm going to put my big boy pants on and stop complaining about it at some point because I am lucky to have the opportunity. But it is, it, this is something Joe and I talked about. It, it's a culture shock lifestyle-wise because, you know, I mean, it's, it's obviously a lot goes into it in order for the bubble to be safe. So leaving August 20th, have to go get tested outside the bubble on the 21st. If that's negative, which you certainly hope it is, then you quarantine for a day, then you go in the bubble, quarantine seven more days, and then eventually around what should be, I think, August 28th or 9th, uh, then I'll be getting to work inside the bubble. So, uh, you know, and Joe's not going to be the only one binging on, uh, on Netflix uh, anytime soon. I was going to say, I hope you take a good book. <laughs> I know, man. Books. I'm already. I bought myself a, a little JBL speaker just so I could have some tunes in the room and podcast listening. And 
and was uh, kind of joking with my wife that, you know, I'm not much of a gamer video game-wise, but with that kind of free time, you know, maybe I need to, to bring a PlayStation in there or something because, I mean, it's, it's a small hotel room for, for an entire week. So uh, wish me luck. Yeah, wild. But you know what? I, I I don't want to speak for Gordon, but I am super jealous. I, I, I think it would be just such a unique experience. I know not easy necessarily, but it, it feels so historic. If you're an NBA fan that uh, this has never happened before, I'm I'm jealous you get to witness it up close. That's good perspective, Jake. I, and I hear you for sure. Like everybody else in this experience, I think everybody's conflicted Like because um, it is. I mean, I'm lucky to have the opportunity, and I am getting – the professional part of me is getting excited the closer I get to it. But I told Joe this quick story. Like I was fixing my oldest son's bike last night and thinking to myself, uh, well, in about a month, the poor guy's going to not have that kind of help and got to just kind of deal with, with dad not being around for a while. So you're mixed on it, but, um, but certainly a, a historic thing that, that I look forward to being part of. I think when you're looking back at it, Sam, it'll, it'll, You'll be glad you did it after it's all said and done, you know, and especially if you, right. you know, stay healthy and all that. Yep, no, I agree. I'm with you. Sam, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to next week, of course. You got it. Thanks, guys. See Talk to you soon. You too. There you go. Our friend Sam Amick from The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And he's See, always can we, count we Miss do Radio. What, we do what we can to uh, influence our friends who uh, have national reach to pay a little more attention to the jazz. And it sounds like it's worked with Sam. Well, I'm excited for his, uh, his piece on Joe Ingles. I look forward to that tomorrow. And, and next Tuesday said is when kind of the podcast is, is coming out. And I, yeah, I, I'm with you, Gordon. I like it that he pays a little extra attention because uh, we require him to be familiar when he jumps on uh, each and every week. So that's kind of a fun byproduct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.